Xgrowth has helped B2B tech companies design campaigns that open doors in their strategic target accounts, roll out targeted ABM programs, scale ABM programs, and select the right tool and tech stack for a successful ABM initiative. These are all things Xgrowth has helped their clients with. If you're interested to learn how Xgrowth can help your firm's ABM program, check out Xgrowth at xgrowth.com.au. That's xgrowth.com.au and chat with the APAC ABM agency. What's up, marketers, and welcome to another episode of the Growth Colony Podcast. I'm Liza from Xgrowth to tell you that each episode we bring in B2B leaders to chat about the yeses and nos to achieving those everyday wins in the marketing world. Whether you're new to the B2B game, working at a leadership level, or even just showing some interest, we know you'll love the episode. So grab a drink, get comfy, and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode. I'm Shaheen Hoda with Xgrowth and today I'm talking to James Ringley, principal at First Financial, about his experience growing an audience on both LinkedIn and TikTok. What are the differences between the two mediums and what are some of the learnings, some of the uh, mistakes and everything else with it that we could learn from. This episode is a little bit different where I was super excited to talk to James because of his experience building a brand specifically also with TikTok because it's a channel that a lot of B2B marketers are thinking about and considering. So super excited to uh, have this conversation. James, thanks for joining us. Thanks for inviting me along, Shane. Welcome. Uh, thanks for having me here. No, super, super excited. Super excited. So James, First of all, let's let's go back and and talk about the motivation behind building a personal brand. Like where did that I know you were in the financial services, but where did that come from? Where what was the spark that you're like, hey man, I gotta get jump on this bandwagon? Yeah, so it it, it started for me a few years back now. And so I work in financial advice and traditionally in financial advice, your clients came to you either as a refer- referrals from existing clients, you might have a network of accountants or lawyers, mortgage brokers, these kind of things, or other people that would refer work to you. And I had a particularly good year, one year and a number of years back where I, I started doing some work with an accountant and, and we really hit it off. We, we were doing some, some good stuff together, uh, referring clients backwards and forwards and, and it was working for, for all of us. But, but I kind of sat back and said, well, what happens if this accountant doesn't like me anymore. They find someone else that they like better because this, this person was referring financial planning work to a different financial advisor before me. You know, what happens if they find someone else? And I, and I thought, how, how can I, what can I do so that people are coming to me because they want to work with me, James Wrigley, not because someone else told them that they should go and see James Wrigley. Now, you know, the, the, that, ref, that referral of, you, know, you should go and speak to James coming from an accountant or a mortgage broker. That still happens, but I wanted to build something where people were coming to me because they wanted to work with me, not because of someone else. And you know, this thing called the internet, I thought, well, what if I just give it a go, putting some posts out and you know what's morphed into videos over time and, and see what happens. And you know, I'm probably you know, four or five years into that now. And um, 
yeah, it, it, it's worked exceptionally well. I love it. And and where did you start, James? Was it was did you start with LinkedIn? Did you explore YouTube? Did you explore where was kind of the 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 channels that you started exploring? So I started with LinkedIn. Yeah, it was initially LinkedIn that I started with. Uh, I had a, a page there as as a lot of a lot of people do, and I I started writing written posts. So so LinkedIn have a like a blog type feature. I can't remember what they actually call it, but you know you you could write some some longer written content and I just started writing things on there, different ideas that I had, different interactions I might have had with clients and so forth. And that was more because uh, it was a, I found a bit of a, a safe place. None of my uh, my friends or family were in there and I thought, you know, you know they're gonna, you know, I'm going to go and have dinner at mum and dad's and they're going to, you know, what are you even talking about? What do you, what do you know? And it's kind of this imposter syndrome thing. So LinkedIn was a safe place for me to begin with. And you know, I started posting some things. You know, some people started interacting with it, which was amazing. And then, and then you get to this stage where you know, you'd post something, and then you'd leave it, and then you kind of wake up the next day and, and have a look at it. And you're like, oh, you know, two hundred people saw this thing whilst I was asleep. That's crazy. I've been sleeping, but there's two hundred people have seen something that that I've written. And then from there, it it, it gained some momentum. I, I went about. Uh, actively connecting with people on LinkedIn, you know that's one of the one of the features there. You can kind of filter down as to uh, particular niches of of clients that I would work with. So I was uh, going out actively connecting to people to build my audience a bit up from there, and then it's just you know the, my LinkedIn page has continued to grow from there, and I've since branched out into TikTok and Instagram, some longer stuff on on YouTube. So there's some of my content in in a lot of different places now. Oh, I, I knew about TikTok. I didn't know about Instagram and YouTube. And it's so it sounds like it's a, it's a whole social media strategy going on over there. I love it. <laughs> it's, more, it's more of a just try things at different stages. So I, I was doing LinkedIn have a live feature, which I, I thought, yeah, I'd give it a go. I got an early invite to, to that because I was active on LinkedIn at the time uh, and gave it a go. And then through the the streaming platforms that you use to use LinkedIn Live, you could also download the video. I'm like, well, I've got this video. I might as well stick it on YouTube as well. I've you know, put it in a, in, a, in a few different places. My YouTube page, I think I've got a, maybe two, 250 followers or something on there. It's pretty small, but uh, you know, put, put, the play, put the content where different people might see it. I love it. I love it. And I mean, you know, you, you do it so organically. I mean, I, I think I've seen elements from your journey from becoming a principal and a partner at the company starting sharing things on TikTok and and you know these these kind of instances that I but by the way for for those who are listening this is probably the first time James and I are having a proper conversation this is uh uh, I've, I mean, I've known you through through LinkedIn. Uh, I've, I've kind of connected with you through LinkedIn, and we've uh, we haven't met through any other other mediums. But I still am aware of some of these milestones that you've gone through, and 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 the the story that you kind of tell. And I know that a lot of people in marketing says, "Oh, it's not about you; it's about them," and share stuff that that is relevant to them. But I think you've done a amazing job in terms of creating. James's personality on social media, and uh, and and that was definitely one of the components that that I was like, you know what, we should definitely have a, we should definitely do a podcast together and have a chat. What prompted you to move to TikTok? So LinkedIn was a safe place, 
and I know now you're on TikTok, but what 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 was the the catalyst for that to you for you to uh, try out TikTok? So I I just saw it come up. So I I follow Gary V's stuff. I used to watch his his videos religiously and uh, some of his shorter things on Instagram and so forth. Now I don't don't really have time for watching his longer his longer things. So I'd, I'd seen people talking about about TikTok and you know I'd just give it a go and see what happens and, and so when I first started the page, my page there I was really kind of awkward talking to the camera I'd had a lot of practice uh, recording videos that I was posting on LinkedIn so it was familiar to me to, to record myself but it's a different style on TikTok and so I was really fumbling my way through that for a while and I'd post a couple of videos and then not do anything and then post a couple of videos and not do anything and I was sat at my desk and I recorded a, a couple of videos specifically to post on LinkedIn using some Lego blocks as a as a like a, a means for explaining the, the topic that I was talking about. And I I'd recorded the video, I recorded my LinkedIn videos back then it was anyway in, in landscape uh, mode. I thought, you know what, I've got these things fresh in my head. I've just recorded a few videos that I'll that I'll edit up for LinkedIn. I'm gonna turn the camera around portrait mode and just do the same thing, but but keep it shorter so that I can post it onto TikTok. And then, so I, I came up with these few videos, posted them on TikTok, and I can remember laying in bed one night just scrolling on, on social media and, and I saw you know, one of these kind of motivational content people saying, you know, you, you're just one post away from, from the, you know, your, your page blowing up or, or, or something taking off. I thought, you know what, I've, just, I've still got one more of those videos that I did with the Lego blocks that I haven't posted yet. I'll, I'll post it. And, and so I posted it. Now that that night whilst I was laying in bed and then um, uh, and then woke up the next morning to you know, 150 plus notifications on my TikTok I'm like what the hell's going on here and and one of the videos had actually taken off and then within the space of and this is back in probably January February February earlier this year and then I, I was taking screenshots of you know it was then I was a thousand followers and then it was two thousand followers and it was like adding an extra thousand followers on TikTok was taking like a day less every time. And then, you know, my, my page grew to six or 7,000 followers really quickly. Uh, and I find TikTok really easy. You can really easily get feedback from the people that are viewing your videos. They leave the comments, they have that reply via video function. And once I got over the, the particularly on TikTok, the videos don't need to be polished. I can be sitting there in my hoodie or I'm, um, no, it's on the weekend and, and I've been doing stuff in the in the garden and, and you know, I'm, I'm not wearing my shirt and it's the, not the Monday to Friday professional James, but just answering questions and things on TikTok really works. And the page is just, has just grown and grown and grown from there. So it, it really was that, that one video where that guy said, you know, you're just one video away from from your page taking off. Oh, yeah, I've got this video, I'll post it. And, and that's what that's what set it off and and as a consequence my followers on all the other social media platforms have grown a whole lot too you know, we were talking about youtube just earlier my youtube page earlier you know at the start of this year i had less than 100 you know maybe 40 or 50 followers at, at most but since my tiktok page has taken off my instagram followers have increased substantially my youtube followers have increased substantially from where they are lots more people connecting with me on linkedin than what i was or, or you know what i was seeing before so it's elevated all the other 
content places where I'm where I'm putting things. Interesting. So it has has had a spillover effect on some of the other channels For that sure. you're on. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. Now, look, a lot of a lot of B2B marketers are familiar with LinkedIn as a platform and probably well, the good ones at least use it religiously. What are some of the differences between the two platforms, between LinkedIn and TikTok, other than the obvious one where, you know, LinkedIn is for there's a lot of like job hunting and stuff like that that happens. But from a social media platform, what are some of the differences between the two, LinkedIn and TikTok? The, the biggest difference is TikTok is primarily faceless. And so what I mean by that is there's very few people on there that have their actual name on there and a profile picture that's them. More often than not, they use a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or they've got some some silly name that they've made up. And so the trolls and things are, are a lot more brutal on uh, on on TikTok than than on LinkedIn. Whereas LinkedIn, you know, it's associated with with you know people's name and, and their workplace and so forth. So I think that that leads people on LinkedIn to potentially be that little bit more hesitant in engaging and commenting on your content to begin with because it is then associated with them and you know, their own professional brand whereas less less so on, on TikTok then the big advantage that TikTok has over you know, the likes of LinkedIn and, and Instagram for that matter is the is the for you page so you know, LinkedIn will show you some ads where people have have paid money to to boost posts but then really your feed is just made up of posts from people that you follow and and are connected with and so you'll only see things from people that you're that you follow whereas over on tiktok there's a there's a like a, a feed of of content from people that you follow but then there's also a feed of content from a, a for you page and so tiktok you know must know a whole lot of information about about anyone that's on there probably scary amounts of information and so it puts up videos for you like you know my feed will go through stages where i'm getting all of these golf videos i don't even play golf but i must spend enough time watching <laughs> the length of a one and a half minute golf video that tiktok thinks i i want to see more of them or i'm doing something in the garden and so i might be looking at you know, lawn mowing videos and, and so all of a sudden it's showing me lawn mowing videos in this for you page but it's that for you page that really sets the fire under the content and, and makes it go far and wide whereas linkedin is is more of that you know that first version of uh, social media platforms where you you only see the content of those people that you follow and and really not not much else so there's a there's a few differences in it there but you know that they both and, and james what about what a what about the content that you post, right? So when you're thinking about, okay, I'm going to post this to LinkedIn versus I'm going to post this to TikTok, right? What are the factors that they, you take into consideration when you're creating a piece of content for TikTok versus LinkedIn? So I, I and this has changed for me just recently, but what I was doing beforehand, uh, I was posting it in a different format. So I would have a video that was landscape, but then I would edit it into a one by one square uh, with some captions and things. I would have a shirt on, you know, I'd, I'd be sitting there a bit more professionally for the, for the content that I was putting on LinkedIn. Uh, but then on TikTok, I 
might I would say exactly the same thing, but I might be sitting. I might still be sitting there in the shirt, or I might have you know I might have a, a hoodie on, uh, and and I'm saying the same thing, but I'm recording it in portrait mode. But what I've found more recently, though, is that the videos that ha- that do well for me on TikTok, that exact same video is also doing very well in terms of you know engagement on LinkedIn. So me being dressed a little bit more casually, a little bit more casual in my language, having the, the, the captions kind of popping up in colors on, on the screen is, is you know, what's, what's common over on TikTok. That, that type of you know, rectangular video, portrait mode video, and with some of the TikTok elements to it, really doing well on, uh, on LinkedIn. It just must you know, grab, grab attention and they're performing well. So I, I used to worry a bit more about what I was, how I was looking and what I was saying on one platform versus another, but not so much now, which is good. You're gonna, I kind of get double the use out of the same piece of content. I can put it in a couple of different places without, without worrying too much about it. Interesting. So, okay. So that's a great point. So you create content for TikTok and you see good engagement on LinkedIn as well. Does, does the, the other way around work? So I haven't really gone back the other way. I, I, I did for a while post a bit of a, some of my older videos that I had already done for LinkedIn. I had them saved on the, on the computer here and just edit them a little bit more to make them in the right size format so that it fits on the, on the TikTok screen properly. And I posted them there. Some of the better ones from LinkedIn, yes, did well on, on TikTok. So there is that there is that crossover between the two. But I'm I'm now more producing. I, I produce a higher volume of content for TikTok, and then there's just select videos. You know, maybe one or two a week that I'll then post across over on over on LinkedIn. More more TikTok oriented now. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's uh, definitely says something about TikTok. And the fact that we're talking about financial advice, not uh, you know, the new makeup, or not, not that there's anything wrong I'm, with those, but I'm we're, not we're doing dancing talk. videos or, or, or miming the songs <laughs> and things. Um, it's it's just me sitting there talking to a camera. It's just a talking head video. All of them are just a talking head video. With sometimes there's a there's a diagram that I might be explaining. I love it. What about outcome? Like, what are you like? What are you seeing? that it's motivating you to continue with the the work that you're doing on these on, on especially TikTok and and LinkedIn platforms. Yeah, so it's look it's it it's it's twofold. There, there is a commercial outcome from it. So there's a a noticeable increase in in people seeking out my assistance. So whether that's me you know making the the phone calls of people that might might book in to, to, to have a chat or sometimes there's people in my team that are doing it if I've got you know, too many meetings on for a particular day. So there's there's definitely a commercial outcome from it. But part of my motivation behind it too is is just trying to kind of raise financial education standards too. So there's a bit of a feel-good element to it. There's a business case for it, but then a feel-good element for it as well. And you get a lot of people... Uh, particularly on TikTok because the page has grown so so quickly over there and, and you just generally get a lot more engagement over there. You know, people commenting saying, oh, James, I've, I've actually done this thing and I've done that thing and I've done the other thing because I've been watching your videos. And you know, I, I'm, I'm really careful not to not to be providing advice over there, but it's more of a, you know, an education. And this is how the super system works and this is how family trust works and this is this thing and this is that thing and this is 
what we did for another client lots of people are picking up tips and things from there and then and then just just bettering their own financial position because of some of the information that i've been been putting out there so it's a half a marketing exercise half a raising you know financial literacy and you know and and it's a whole lot of fun particularly tiktok because they make it so easy to respond back and engage with people Uh, it is a whole lot of fun you've got a couple of minutes you can respond back to some videos and and and, yeah and, and move on to the next task for the day James, what was what was the response? Because when you started, obviously, you weren't a principal in the company. Mm. What was the response from from the company initially when you know you were doing all these activities and you know putting all these things out? What was that like? It's kind of the the younger the younger people and the older people. So so the older people within the business still really don't understand how it all works. They, they can see some of the outcomes of it now after, after all of these years. But then some of the younger people, they follow along and, you know, we're sitting in the lunchroom and say, oh, I saw your video on this and I saw your video on that. So the response now is is really positive. When I first started doing it, no one ever told me don't do it, but it was something that I kind of just did on the side of, of my day job. Now it's just something that I'll do uh, uh, during the day of a nighttime, you know, of a weekend, when you know, whenever I've got some time and some ideas to to put in. Something actually there on some of the outcomes of it. You know, I was talking about it being commercial. One thing that's actually really surprised me is the. The, the number of amazing new hires into our business that we've had as a result of my social media activities. And so we've had uh, some people reach out directly on, on, on Instagram, sent me, sent me messages saying, hey, James, send me stuff. I'm looking around for a job, blah, blah, blah. And anyway, we end up with an interview and, and hire someone amazing uh, into the business and LinkedIn more so, you know, I've, I put up posts saying, hey, we're looking for an advisor or we're looking for an associate advisor or whatever the role might be. And it's people that have been following along and consuming a lot of my content then end up applying and end up being a fantastic fit for the business because they're, you know, they're only applying because they've seen the stuff that I'm talking about and that resonates with them as an individual and then they end up being fantastic employees too. So there's, it's been good from, for the business from a hiring perspective as well. We've had a number of people that have come in via social media activity that certainly was not expected when I first started doing it. Is this something that you promote other team members in your company to do as well, especially now that you're, you're you know you're a partner in the company? So not actively. I have you know, I've supported support others in doing it. I've, I've tried it didn't go so well, but something that I need to try and do again like a like a 30-day social media challenge kind of thing and and just help some people that want to do it with posting something every day for 30 days to just try and get them in the habit and thinking about about posting something and doing it Uh, whereas you know it's really easy to get caught up in the day-to-day of the tasks that you have to do and not think that that bit further forward so a lot of our in financial advice, there's this thing called this called a professional year, and so to become a financial advisor, you have to do some certain studies, and then you have to do almost like an apprenticeship, I guess, for for want of a better description. There's a there's a year worth of structured education and study and and mentoring and things that you, that you need to do. And we've got a number of people in in our business at First Financial doing that, and I've spoken to them a number of times about you really you know you need to start to you need to start to do something online because you're 
all of your current clients and all of your future clients are online. And if you're not talking to them, someone else is talking to them. And you know, you either might lose your existing clients or you won't get any new ones because someone else is 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 talking to them. So I, I encourage them, but we don't have anything structured around it. It's something that I should definitely do though. Love it. Okay, so on that note, what is your advice for somebody, specifically for TikTok? Again, as I mentioned, it's a it's a channel that it's new for the B2B space and there's something that it's on people's radar in the B2B space. What is your advice for someone who is thinking of exploring TikTok and producing content on TikTok? What would, what would some, of the, uh, some of the pointers be if you wanted to uh, give some advice? So my, I guess my thought, so, so I'm in the B to C space, but-, but Correct, I think we need to learn from the B2B, B2C space and implement it in the, in the B2B and that's why, and, and that, that's why that's I'm exactly what I, That's exactly what I was gonna get, get at. So, you know, if, if I'm there, you know, it, I, I, I want to work with, whether that's I'm the, the consumer or my business, I want my business to work with people that I, you know, that this this line of no like and trust you know i, I want to know something about them i want to know something about their service i want to know how they do it how they deliver it all of those kind of things and a, a video of you know a, a face of a person that's actually there doing the job on the tools explaining the challenges explaining the wins explaining the successes all of those kind of things i think is really powerful hiding behind a name and a logo and a, and a brand that doesn't do it for me. I don't know if I'm unique in, in that, but it, but it doesn't do it for me. You know, if you go back to LinkedIn, I get people every day asking me to follow their page on LinkedIn. I decline every single one of them. I have no interest in seeing your brand and your brand posting about this thing. You, t- you tell me, I'm connected with you. Like you tell me about this thing. It might be your business and that's fine. But, but you know, the, the brand pages, as I said, I, I might be alone in that, but I decline every single one of them because I have no interest in it. And so the, the, the TikTok space for, for the B2B, yeah, just start talking about you, know, you and what you're doing for your, you know, your clients or your customers and what your software is and what your this is and what your that. Just show, show some of the behind the scenes. If you follow some of the marketing companies, they're really good because they have a whole lot of 20 year olds that work in marketing and show the behind the scenes of, you know, they're in their office or their lunchroom or their team lunch or the who's winning the table tennis competition. Like, like that stuff's actually interesting when you're scrolling on this social media. And, that, and if that pops up enough, when I have a need for someone else to do our website or something or other, well, I've been following these people and I laugh at some of the stuff that they're putting on there. They're probably going to be the first person that I call when I need someone to update my website or take over our Instagram page or whatever, whatever it might, is, might be that I'm looking for. I love it. I love it. James, I got a couple of rapid fire questions I want to ask you, but before we kind of get into those, is there anything else on the topic of building an audience on TikTok and some of these social media platforms that you're on that you think we haven't touched on? I think it's, and I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but like particularly on TikTok, you can you very quickly will learn what your audience likes and what they don't like. It's a TikTok more than others. You can really start with zero followers, and because of the for you page, put up you know just try a few different videos, try a few different things. Something will work, something won't. Then all of a sudden you start getting questions and comments on there, and then you just listen. You read those comments, listen to what people are asking about, 
and then do more videos about what people are asking about and and then the page just grows from there so it is a good you know, trial ground on on tiktok and then as i mentioned earlier in my experience if something works on there chances are that same video or that same piece of content is going to work in in a few other places as well yes and i've heard that it can be also very brutal on tiktok yeah. with uh, yeah. with feedback I've had comments about my teeth, about my hair. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it. I love it. Have you read the State of ABM and APAC report yet? If you have, you'll know that 59% of marketing leaders are intending to increase their ABM investment in the coming year. Even bigger news is 0% of survey respondents are going to decrease their investment. It's an exciting time for ABM in the region. Discover the state of account-based marketing in APAC today. Download the full report at abm.xgrowth.com.au forward slash report. That's abm.xgrowth.com.au forward slash report. Okay. All right. Let's get into the rapid fire questions. The first thing I want to ask is what is one resource it could be a book, a blog, a podcast, a talk, whatever it is that has had a profound impact on you, the way you work or your way to live. What comes to mind? So I guess just on the topic of what we've been talking about for the last half hour or so, it was Gary V's Daily V. So I was watching his daily videos that had, had me hooked. And then that was showing you kind of a day in the life, but a whole lot of uh, good bits of uh, you know, some nuggets dropped in, in there, which is really what I've leveraged to, to do what I've done on social media for the last few years. I love it. Yeah, some of the Gary V. Also, he produces so much content. Sometimes it's really hard to keep up with. But um, no, that's that's great. What is one piece of advice that you would give to B two B marketers? And I feel like you've already given an advice. But if if there is anything else that you would say to B two B marketers or salespeople, especially when it comes to what we what we've discussed uh, in 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 the past thirty minutes. Yeah, I think if you're a Small businesses, if, if I'm a consumer in the B2B space as, as a small business, as I mentioned before, I'm not really interested in your logo and your name. I'm really interested in about the service that you have, you know, how you can help me, what, what, does the, what does your process look like and so forth. And have you, the business owner or someone of some type of seniority there doing all of that? You can't outsource it and don't hide behind your logo and your name. Yeah, that'd be my, my tips to people. Okay. All right. We've talked about Gary V, but are there any other influencers that in the sales and marketing space you uh, you follow? There isn't really. Not that I you know, not you know, not that I can kind of rapid fire off the top of my head. I'm I'm sure if you know you named some names and I saw some saw some videos and content like, oh yeah, yep, I've listened to this, I've listened to that. But not that's rapid fire off the top of my head no that's all good and look that's the rapid fire questions i want to ask james look this is this was a great conversation i think you definitely brought a fresh perspective as i mentioned the the tiktok space is something that is on i speak to a lot of b2b marketers even b2b marketers who are in the in the enterprise space and and this is something that is on their mind and and trying to figure it out and hey is this the right thing for us uh, just it was just yesterday that somebody I was speak it was a senior marketer and they were like you know if I'm on it I'm sure there are other people like me that is on that are on it and we can definitely leverage it as a channel so I really appreciate you coming on the uh, on the pod and sharing your experience and dropping all the uh, golden nuggets so thank you so much for your time 
Not a problem. Thanks for having me along. Thanks for the invitation. Today's episode of Growth Colony was produced by Alexander Hipwell and Liza Maywald. It was edited by Dave Samito with additional editing by Liza Maywald and music arrangement by Alexander and Liza. Special thanks to Tina Wabe. We couldn't make this show without you. Growth Colony is hosted by Shaheen Hoda, Director of Growth at Xgrowth. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and give us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Do you think you'd be a great guest or just interested in a chat? Send through an email at podcast at xgrowth.com.au. That's podcast at xgrowth.com.au. That's all for now. We'll catch you next week right here on Growth Colony.